0: You are listening to ACPN.
1: Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone.
2: Mom and Dad.
1: Hey.
0: We're calling to say we enjoyed listening to your podcast and um, look forward to hearing more. We thought you did a really good job on
1: uh,
2: that particular, well, all of them that we've listened to. Uh, So... Hope you're having a good day. Your mother says to tone down the foul language, though. (laughs) No, she doesn't. It's her dad. Love you, bye.
3: Gabe, this is your wife. It's time to come home now.
2: Welcome to Rewind Cinema. Gabe, today is such a special day for us. Labor
1: know, Day weekend. It, wait. That's next weekend. Oh, yeah, all right. It's not. Never mind. What's, oh, what's up? Oh, this
2: coming weekend. But beside that, we have some very special guests with us today. Two very special ladies. Ooh, who are they? Dude, those are our wives. Aww. You know who those are. Everyone, wrap uh, it up for our wives. They're in the studio with us right now. Everyone, welcome Sophie Morris. Hi. And? Uh, yes, this is Allison Whitehurst. Hello. They're our wives. They've been our wives for a while now. Yeah. And it's so great to have them on the show. <laughs> yeah. They don't watch as many movies as we do, obviously, but uh, they have some important things to say, I'm sure, about secret window which well, we're going to do soon
1: we established last week that they don't watch movies because they have lives that's true uh, yeah, yeah yeah in our review of miracle if you listen to that we <laughs> we come to the conclusion that they have important things to do mm-hmm. so that's why they don't watch as many movies
2: do you have important things to do no oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing all the time where are you
0: i um i live in this studio apartment yeah and i'm
2: here where i live yeah yeah That's
3: kind of nice, though. We live in a different place. We don't live in the same place as you guys.
2: That would be interesting. That would not work. Four people in this 500 square foot apartment. All right. So to get started today, I just want to mention a few things before we talk about this topic that I pulled. We're still doing the $25 Visa gift card giveaway. We didn't mention it last time. That was a mistake on our part. But we're going to mention it now.
1: That was a mistake on your part. What are you talking about? You introd. I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) uh basically all you have to do is write us an apple podcast review that's it takes five minutes if you don't have an account um and then if you're subscribed to us in any service just take a screenshot of that take a screenshot of your review send that to rewind cinema Podcast. yeah yes is it podcast or podcast rewind cinema podcast at gmail.com and then we'll enter your name we're gonna take the drawing on october 2nd i think it is uh, it's the eighth episode. Shaun of the Dead should be a good one. Perfect. Are Perfecto. Are
3: we excluded from that giveaway?
2: I'm gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> you
1: already asked this like two weeks ago,
3: but I wanted to officially say it on the air <laughs> just in case the rules were different.
2: Only because uh, it would be going back into your pocket. That could be nepotism. I, I don't wanna I don't, okay. wanna. I don't wanna. I don't wanna go down that road. Sure. You know what I mean? I respect that. Okay. Also,
1: oh. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think we should add one condition. That it should write us in an Apple Podcast review.
2: Yeah, isn't and, that what it is? And, and
1: bake us an apple pie
2: Oh. And, 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 and mail it. No, don't do that one. That's a lot of work.
1: I know, but it needs a lot of money, us. too.
0: And you also have to you have to give your address away.
2: That's true.
1: We could open like a P.O. box just for this <laughs> just, just, just for this for apple, apple pies. pie. It's pretty cheap, right?
2: Oh, man. What if we didn't get to it for like a week? We just got a bunch of rotten apple pies in there?
1: All right, scratch the apple pie idea.
2: Just the Apple Podcast review. We also have a voicemail line. Uh, We got some interesting voicemails this last week. uh, So hopefully (laughs) you guys enjoyed those. I'm going to throw them in there. But if you want to call us and let us know what you thought about Secret Window, we'll put it in the next episode, Walking Tall. Uh, You can call us at 908-768-2636. Dedicated voicemail line. Let us know what you thought of Secret Window. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the answering machine isn't really there, right? It just says the Google person you're trying to reach is unavailable.
2: The Google person you're trying to reach is unavailable. <laughs> that's exactly so that's what don't, it says.
1: Don't be confused because the number works. It yeah. says it's unavailable, meaning it's just a mailbox.
2: Leave your message at the beep. Yeah, and then you can say whatever you want. You can you can do a Trump rant if you want. I'll put it on here. Uh, <laughs> still waiting. Uh, still waiting on that Elijah Wood impression. <laughs> yeah, Elijah Wood impression. We're still waiting on our Kurt Russell impression. Who can they? Who can they impersonate? Obviously John Turturro in this movie. Give us your shooter impression. Right now? Oh no, you no, can let, do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You go ahead.
3: I don't do impressions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're counting on you to do the impressions. So send us your impressions. Finally, before we get into the movie, I just pulled a news article that I thought was interesting, and we can just chat about it for a minute. It's called Little Kids in R-Rated Movies Can't Be Good for Business. And it was written by Virginia Postrel at Bloomberg. Basically, what she says is she talks about Atomic Blonde and how there were these kids in her showing that were way too young to be there. There's a lot of violence and sexuality. And not like, just a kid being there is distracting, you know? like Because you're constantly thinking, while. Well, like Charlize Theron is making out with Sofia Batella and you're seeing Butt and everything and you're like what is this kid thinking right now you know so I just wanted to bring that here and see what you guys thought about it yeah
1: I, uh, go, I, I agree with it I don't think kids belong in R rated movies maybe mm-hmm. that's because I'm an old man but I read it and I thought she had a good point I mean it's up to the parent right but yeah. when we were growing up didn't you have you couldn't buy an R rated movie ticket if you were under 17 I don't think so, but not on in Texas. your own, yeah, yeah, by but yourself. Even
3: as a parent, I think you couldn't get in at
1: really? a certain age. Oh, yeah. I don't know.
3: I couldn't remember if that was just my mom's rule or if that was the rule in Texas. But I remember knowing, oh, I can't see an R rated movie unless I'm 18 or older.
2: That sounds like a mom rule. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could always buy a kid an R rated ticket. Yeah, I think the parent well, could, but yeah. you had to
1: be with. But them. you still do. You still do.
2: You still have to be with the kid today.
1: Yeah, but so so kids still can't buy R-rated movie tickets? No. I don't know. I don't know. You got to be no,
2: 18. No age. You got to be 18 or older, I think. Oh, okay. Great. Might be 16, but I think I think it's 18. Okay. Cool.
3: But if the parent buys them the ticket, then they can get in.
1: Yeah. Right. So the the article the idea is the saying charge full price for a child's ticket mm-hmm. or even more in order to dissuade parents from bringing their annoying kids into a movie theater. Not just cuz they're annoying, but also because movies are violent and graphic like Atomic Blonde which is extremely violent and extremely graphic.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't you want to expose your kid to good cinema? You know? Get mm. them started early? They get enough crap. There are plenty <laughs> of
3: good movies with, with void of
2: like Flubber. Yes. Yeah, make them stay yeah. home and watch Flubber, all yeah. right? <laughs>
3: Flubber was actually the first film I ever saw in the movie theater.
0: Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, I just a that's random. That's yeah. That's how we're going to that's how we're going to we're going to punish our kids is make them watch Flubber.
2: <laughs> punish them. Flubber Alone. is a National oh, we'll treasure, sir. What are you talking about? It's up there with Jumanji, but it gets for, it gets forgotten about. You remember you the said. old
1: Flubber, pre Robin Williams Flubber? No,
2: it was early. Robin d- Williams was a remake. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. Know that. Flubber's a classic. I Does have Jimmy that. Stewart in it or something? No, it's uh, <laughs> oh it's that God. guy. I gotta deal with this Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad Jimmy Stewart. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, That's that guy who was in all those old Disney movies. He was in The Ugly Dachshund, which is a movie I loved growing that's up That's not a, a real movie. It is a real movie. Ugly
2: Dachshund? The Ugly not a Dachshund. Movie. It's about a
1: great Dane who wants to be a dachshund. Aww. Why? It, it, it's about this yeah, it's couple, sweet. and the wife is a painter, and she is obsessed with dachshunds, and the guy doesn't have a dog of his own, so he gets a great Dane named Brutus, and he loves that dog, and his wife loves her dachshunds, and it's about how it, cu- it like tries to blend in and be a dachshund. It's based on... So it's like the, the ugly, ugly duckling.
2: duckling. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. I don't think I need to watch the ugly dachshund. That <laughs> Darn Cat, another one? I nope. remember That Darn Anybody? Cat. Anybody? That sounds like a 20s, like... <laughs>
3: that Darn Cat. Yeah. They
1: made a remake of that, too. Silent I mean.
2: Cartoon, That Darn Cat.
1: <laughs> anyway, back to the point at hand. What about you guys? Are you uh going to be those parents that bring your kids into Spider-Man like we saw that one time in Queens? Oh, Although that wasn't all
2: 13 though.
0: True. Yeah. That That movie was not geared towards kids, but was definitely more kid-friendly than I think Atomic Blonde would be. However, I think... I I completely agree with the article, but I, I do think adults think too much about how much kids know and mm-hmm. take in from movies. I don't know how old these kids were that she was experiencing, but depending on the kid's age, I don't know how much they're actually taking in when they go to see a movie. I'm not justifying it. I just think I don't necessarily worry about watching a kid watch a movie it's more that they're there and making noise and being disruptive
2: mm-hmm. yeah that i don't ruining play. other people's experiences yeah. who paid right. 17 dollars to see a Tom also, and also i think
0: if i i obviously don't have kids right now but if i did have kids i don't think i would pay for them to go see th- no way. that movie just because i wanted to go see it no it no like, especially with the price of tickets being so high it doesn't seem like a
1: proper way to spend my money. <laughs> I feel like when we have kids, we're never going to go to the movies again. It's just going to be over. We're never over. going anywhere just <laughs> Yeah, staying at home all day. Like, why are you bringing your kids to the movie? I mean, it, it's fine if it's Toy Story and you want them to see it. Mm-hmm. But to use that Spider-Man thing again, those people didn't do it for their kids. It was like six adults and then like ten children. Yeah, And their kids were running around not watching it the whole time. But back to Atomic Blonde, I'm half and half with you, Sophie. I feel like Half of it is annoying. The other half is, the article talks about how this kid was like, Daddy, is that water? And it was vodka. <laughs> is that yeah. a man? And it was nude Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. And I don't, this is me though, I I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I don't think I want my six to eight year old seeing that.
2: Yeah, but so. I've, I've spoken about this before. Do, do you want them to learn from you or do you want them to learn from life where they can interpret it any way? But if you're an adult talking to your kid, you can say, yeah, that's that's totally, That's not good for you. Don't drink that mm-hmm. until you're 21 or whatever. Then
3: maybe watch it with your kids at home when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah, than I'm interview. just
2: playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I totally agree with her. Like, you shouldn't be taking your kids to Atomic Blonde.
1: I mean, I answered you before. Flubber is all my kids need <laughs> to learn about life. So
2: all the life lessons are <laughs> yeah. On Flubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we reached a consensus on this one. Mm-hmm. You know what, adults, parents, if you have kids, just don't take them anywhere. Keep them at home. <laughs> Just keep them home. Walk them in the basement. Take them to Discovery Zone. Get them a VHS of flubber. <laughs> Did discovery Zones exist anymore? Oh, they're all no, gone. dude, I don't those think are they gone.
3: They do, but they were great, weren't they?
2: Yeah. I used to play in that ball pit so often.
3: Oh, yeah. There is oh. a very distinctive smell to a ball pit. Feels-
2: like human flesh and sweat. If we tried to go
1: to a Discovery Zone now, our kneecaps would be shot <laughs> to hell,
2: <laughs> our shins would be bruised. I, I have perfect knees, okay? <laughs> Crawling I can play in the through ball those tunnels.
1: They also had that slide that was made of, like, cylindrical. Remember that? What?
2: They had. you got sl- to explain it better. So they had a
1: giant slide that was made of like 200 long thin cylinders. That were like, like the Egyptians would put a log on a bunch of cylinders and that's how they would move it. Yeah. So that's how <gasps> they move your body. Yes. Oh wait, it doesn't have a top to it? Is
2: That's what you're talking no, about? No, it's like you,
1: you crawl through the thing at the top and then you hit the slide and you go down and it's just all these little yeah, spinny. Yeah, like a mayor belt. Yeah, yeah. sort of, but, it, but made up of like all butted up next to each
2: other, mm-hmm.
1: little wheels and your body would slide over the wheels. Yeah. And it was really painful.
3: You could pinch yourself.
2: Yeah. yeah or your shirt could get caught and then you get hung. Yeah. In the Discovery Zone. Wow. <laughs> wow. The Stephen King novel. <laughs> These is the Again, things I think about. Lock
3: up your kids. Don't let them out. DVD of...
2: Exactly. Black. Your Control kids discover death. They everything. go there and
1: learn about death.
2: Speaking of Stephen King, we saw a wonderful movie. I said it before, but we saw Secret Window.
3: You stole my story. Well...
0: I'm sorry. Do I... I don't believe I know you.
3: I know that. That doesn't matter. I
1: know you, Mr. Rainey. That's what matters. You stole my story.
0: You're mistaken. I don't
1: read my news. You read this one already. You stole it. I can assure you that. I I... know you can. I know that. I don't want to be assured.
0: If you want to talk to someone about some grievance you feel you may have, you
1: can call my literary agent. This is between you and me. We don't need any outsiders, Mr. Rainey. It is strictly between you and me.
0: All right, look, Mr. Whoever you are, I don't like being accused of plagiarism, if that is in fact
1: what you're accusing me of. Chico, inside. I don't blame you for not liking it, but you did it. You stole my story, you can have to leave. I have nothing more to say. yeah, I'll go. We'll talk more later. I'm <laughs> not taking that. It won't do you any good
3: to play games with me, Mr. Rainey. This has got to be settled
0: so far as I'm concerned
2: it is now Secret window is a special movie from two thousand four directed by David Kep, and so you say his name, who also directed Mordecai, so that shows you like what kind of his uh You know, his ability is.
1: Did you see Mordecai? No, but I I didn't see it because I heard it was just awful right off the bat. It looked kind of funny, and then I heard it was just trash.
2: Yeah. But it has Johnny Depp. And everyone loves Johnny Depp, right?
3: Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Our wives love Johnny Depp. Sophie loves Johnny Depp. I do. I do, too. He's a piece of walking beef jerky now. He's like 60 (laughs) years old. He's insanely old. So it, main main actors in this movie are Johnny Depp and John Chaturo. I don't know if you want to mention anybody else, but those are kind of the stars of this movie.
1: Well, Timothy Hutton is in this movie, who is in Ordinary People. Oh, yeah. He plays Connie.
2: That's true. That's so true.
1: He has, he doesn't really have a great role, but mm-hmm. it's Timothy Hutton.
2: Yeah. My, our wives all know Timothy Hutton. Also, so. <laughs> Len
1: Carew is in this movie, uh, You Musical Theater Girls. He was the original Sweeney Todd.
2: Whoa. Oh, yeah.
1: He's the sheriff who who does knitting. Oh, point Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well there you go. I, I do want to say about David Cup Cup. Cap. I think it's Cap. He might be a bad director. I mean, this 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 isn't like It's
2: not a terrible movie. It's
1: not a terrible movie. It's like it's done well. It's shot well. Yes. It's filmed well. There were some know. strange shots. There yeah. were. But I will say he wrote a ton of stuff. Yeah. The Jurassic Park. The Jurassic Park. The Jurassic Park. Uh, Indiana Jones like a lot of Indiana Jones stuff Spider-Man Panic Room Stir of Echoes Snake Eyes Mm. The Lost World Mission Impossible (laughs) uh, Carlito's Way Toy Soldiers Oh man Wait that's not Small Soldiers That's not Small Soldiers What is Toy Soldiers
2: That sounds terrible (laughs) Our wives eyes are like glazing over right now Sorry I'm just saying he,
1: He has skill but maybe not as a director
2: Yeah yeah I think that he has some ability I think we can see that in this movie but there was a budget of $40 million for this movie. It made $92 million worldwide, which is a lot more than I was thinking it would have wow. made. did pretty well overseas. It made about as much as it made here. Um, the tagline is, some windows should never be opened. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I don't open many windows. I have one to open today, and it's actually too hot. I wish that had the AC on.
1: Yeah, you need to turn that on, because it's already <laughs> hot in here, and I'm sitting next to my
2: wife. Yeah. <laughs> Who is <laughs> an oven?
3: Really hot. Yeah. Like the sun. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it's I think that's just the thing about wives, right? It's like in the bed they're just like a little furnace sitting next to you, like your own They're just hot. Your own private space heater. <laughs> we have to do
3: something to stay alive when our husbands make the AC forty degrees.
2: Then they make
1: it a comfortable temperature. Sophie just ninja climbed over the couch <laughs> to close the window quietly. Oh,
2: she didn't go around it. She went over it? Yeah. Well It was know. impressive. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Just like a cat.
1: See, yeah. but I, I have a tagline as, the most important part of a story is the ending.
3: Yes, that's <laughs> way better than the other
2: one. Well, there's always multiple, okay? So let's not compare here. All right, guys? Sorry. <laughs> I just pulled the first one on IMDb. <laughs> All right. Um. So the trivia, John Turturro decided to appear in this movie because his son, a big fan of Stephen King, convinced him to, which is a very nice thing to do. Mm. You know? It's like, oh boy, I'll do your, I'll do your movie for you. <laughs> what does John Turturro sound like when he's not shooter? Uh, he's like New York, right? He's I don't like know. from New York. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Or New Jersey. Does he's... He sound like he did in Rounders. What yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, I think that is yeah. how he sounds actually. Yeah. Do you guys know who John Turturro is? Yes. Outside of this movie.
0: No, we watch Rounders together.
2: Oh, that's true. You watch Rounders. I have
3: not seen Rounders.
2: He's an amazing actor, but he doesn't get like the billing that somebody like Johnny Depp does. But I think John Turturro's More versatile and better than Johnny Depp, except uh, in the Transformers films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he was just making money from those. Yes,
3: I agree with that. I thought he did a better job acting wise than Johnny Depp did in the film. This may be controversial, but I think it might be his look, because
0: he's oh yeah, you
3: know, won't
0: get the credit because he's not a handsome man like Johnny Depp. I mean, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's what we
2: have. That's why we have Tom Cruise's. That's Mm -hmm. why we have.
0: Well, I like Tom Cruise.
2: I mean, Tom Cruise. He he does good things.
0: Not saying that a handsome man can't be a good actor, but I think. Right. John Turturro is probably yeah. overlooked I mean, that.
2: yeah,
1: I mean, he doesn't have that Hollywood, you know, that look.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have that Matthew McConaughey look, that Ew. smoky eye. You Ew, know, Matthew McConaughey. You don't like Matthew McConaughey? No, I do. <laughs> In terms of looks or ability?
3: Uh, I don't know. Don't a- don't
1: <laughs> don't even try to talk about his ability. You know, you're talking about his looks.
3: No, oh well. If we're, I mean, if we're just thinking about how Matthew McConaughey looks, yeah, yeah, he's a, a ten. But Whoa. something about Matthew
2: McConaughey's a ten. What am I?
3: (laughs) (laughs) A 16, baby.
2: Whoa. Wow. You went way above this game. Good answer. I thought you were going to say a six for a second. Now you just got to talk like Matthew and you're set. Hey, guys.
1: (laughs) Y'all talking about shaker window.
2: (laughs) All right. Some scores of 46 on Metascore, 6.6 on IMDb. Three stars from Ebert. 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty middle of the road. I think that's fair. I don't think this is great. I don't think it's terrible. It's somewhere in between. Gabe put on his cap. He's ready to go.
1: I'm right. I put on my thinking cap. <laughs> is that
2: literally your thinking cap?
1: Yeah, I wear it every time I have to think hard.
2: All right. Well, if there are no further objections, we are going to jump into... Uh, hold on. S- uh, some- yeah. Is someone at your door? Okay, yeah. Let me... Uh, I got it. Okay, I open the door. You
1: stole my story, uh,
2: sir. I don't write, so and I slammed the door in your face, <laughs> and now we're oh, back. To we, we had to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, maybe my name not Shooter.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> what? Why what, what, what does he say? I don't remember. But he, why he doesn't said he that. tell him his name is Shooter?
2: Yeah, but I think he's just like messing with him at that point, right? I don't know, man. After he kills everyone he loves, the
1: movie's trippy. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So we open with Johnny Depp. Who, his name in the movie is Mort Rainey. He catches his wife cheating on him in a motel. Pretty intense scene. Just walks pretty in. Pretty normal. Pretty average scene pretty for, the, average. for every guy. Yeah, just a normal life uh, like you live.
3: Wives present, not normal.
2: <laughs> oh, so, oh, sorry. Sorry, we can't make those jokes. On this mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, we're here. <laughs> Did you know that in that scene, to scare the actors, he let them sit in there for like 15 minutes without opening the door? And then he opened the door and they blared white noise as soon as he opened the door. So all those reactions are pretty genuine, I think.
1: No, I had no idea. I (laughs) love that. Yeah. Except they showed it like 50 times where he bends over and he's like...
0: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Screams in their
1: face. And it kind of got... It lost its effect after a while.
0: I thought there was nothing else in the movie like this moment. So it didn't make any sense to me.
2: What, like quiet?
0: No, like he was... I mean, I know he gets insane.
2: <laughs> Sophie <laughs> Sorry, is just, rewinding there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you do that again? <laughs> that was a really, really She's good.
2: So, so
0: he just seems like he's on some sort of drug. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me.
2: The drug is called psychosis. Great. Thank you. Bye.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, can, he comes in, he confronts them. He doesn't know what to do, and he expresses his rage by screaming bending over and just screaming in their face like he he acts like he's going to move on Timothy Hutton and then he kind of turns around and he turns back around and he's like and, and they just <laughs> and they like hold each other and they're scared
0: it's just strange yeah.
2: yeah yeah i don't know there's a lot of strangeness to this film but uh after that John Turturro you know our uh our antagonist so we think John Shooter is his name he confronts Morton in his cabin this is where he comes and he says you stole my story and uh, I also wrote down that this movie is so old that Mord is using Word 2000, man. <laughs> Square <laughs> oh, really? edges. Oh, really? Gray bars. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty old school. He's
1: also uh, a big fan of Mountain Dew. And, and, Doritos. and Doritos. Is that? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just advertising. That's it's advertising. I, yeah. Okay. I had that note. Because yeah. the film, when the movie starts, it shows his desk and there's a glass of green liquid. Yeah and it doesn't you don't know what it is and I was like what the heck and then he sits down and opens a Mountain Dew I'm like no one, does, no one opens a Mountain Dew that but just doesn't really happen
2: Doritos and Mountain Dew is like the diet of fat gamer kids dude when Halo
1: 3 came out <laughs> Doritos and Mountain Dew all yeah. night
2: what was the red one Code Red
1: Code Red so oh, okay. good
2: Yeah. so good Code still, Red is good
1: can you still get that at Taco Bell
2: Uh, probably
1: you, you can get okay. the blue one maybe I don't, I don't act know. like you don't know I don't, know don't act like, like you about. don't know what's the blue one <laughs>
2: Um, um, ocean breeze or... again don't
1: act like you don't know <laughs> I
2: don't know <laughs> I went to Taco Bell like a month ago was the last Matt time Matt goes went. to
1: Taco Bell for lunch every day
2: <laughs> breakfast lunch and dinner because they can serve it all they can now they can Okay. Uh, today we've been sponsored by, by Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, John Taturo, John Shooter gives Mort his manuscript so he's like you stole my story he gives him these like the scroll of you know, five hundred page book that he just hands to him. Uh, but he like reads some of it and kind of throws it away, but his maid finds it, which is weird. She's like going through the trash and like pulling stuff out. Like if you're a maid, don't be pulling my trash out. Well, like what are you also doing for me.
1: Why would she walks up to him and says, I found this story in the trash and thought you might want it. I mean, shouldn't you assume <laughs> if it's in the trash someone yeah. threw it in the trash? That's what I'm saying. It's just him and the maid. Who else would put it in the trash? A ghost. Fire that maid.
2: <laughs> I feel like she did her job. It's just being helpful, all
1: right, t- tell me when a maid pulls one of your stories out of the trash. And-
2: <laughs> if I can ever afford a maid someday, <laughs> I don't think I ever would use a maid though I like cleaning too much.
3: That's great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys will warm up to us yeah, eventually. like come it's on what okay.
1: like, what are you doing <laughs> I thought you would have a comment about how <laughs> I like to clean, but you just said that's great.
2: <laughs>
3: Dave, you love to clean. I, I was saying that's great because I do not like to clean. Hey, same. Great. We marry the right people, huh, So You know, we're,
2: we're pretty much the Maybe same cooks, same too. person. Oh,
3: I know. Gabe cooks also.
2: Oh, man. We're so versatile and yeah. useful.
3: I think this is what's called kept, Sophie. Kept? We are kept women.
1: <laughs> You're going to anger a lot of our um, more liberal listeners with that comment. So uh...
2: We have a lot of them. Uh, so... <laughs> He confirms that some of the words are in one of his books so he like reads through it and he compares it with a book that he wrote I can't remember the name of the book Oh uh, a story in a book A story in a book yeah such so a, it's a short, short story
0: story from a 500 page
3: manuscript that he hands him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Maybe he wrote the entire book of short stories too, but just focused on this one.
3: Was the font larger in the
2: manuscript? Okay, we're... <laughs> <laughs> we're digging <laughs> you know, out those, those easy-to-read
1: books at the library <laughs> in the adult section. What's they called? Large, large type or whatever?
2: Large I'm type? I'm just saying those that, exist? that that would yeah. make the
3: stack uh, thicker.
2: Yeah. Men and women. Maybe it's like one word per page. Not everyone has freaking eagle eyes like you <laughs> yeah. do, that. I know, man. I'm so lucky, so lucky. So uh, he even starts to doubt whether or not he stole the story. Already at this point, he's like, did I did I write this? What's yeah. going on?
1: I guess a, a writer who writes, like Stephen King, like, a thousand things, has trouble remembering what he what he's written.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he doesn't have enough space in his brain for all this stuff.
0: Well, they also mention that he had a case of plagiarism before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he went on a bender of types Mm-hmm. and just doesn't know if he stole the story or not. Right, mm-hmm. that's the whole that's the whole premise. It's like he can't remember. He asks his wife like did I did I I did, I did write this, right? Because she would know if he was mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, going like crazy. did I fixate on anybody? Was I reading anything else? Could I have accidentally been influenced by another writer?
2: Yeah. Which is actually the next scene. He calls Amy, his wife, on the phone. And he asks her if he wrote Secret Window. And she says, yeah, you were kind of weird while writing it. There's a lot of weird stuff happening. You were just going crazy. Um, And then it just like this, the freaking love component in this movie. Like so many movies, is just so dumb. It's so boring. It's like, I don't want to hear about your relationship. I want to know what's happening with John Shooter. I want more John Shooter.
1: Yeah, uh, he calls his wife. She's cheating on him. She's with Timothy Hutton now. And you you have to go through this like five times in the movie. Mm. So you're right. It gets old. The whole divorce thing. Like, oh, it's causing stress in our relationship now and blah, blah, blah. I want to get back to Shooter.
2: Dude, I want to see Shooter. Did you guys want to see Shooter? Shooter Magruder. Or did you want to hear more about the love story?
3: Well, I kept looking for pieces in the love story that matched up with Shooter. Yeah. I just assumed that it was there for a reason and so I was looking for something there. Mm-hmm.
2: But Oh, okay. <laughs> Sophie didn't need the love, yeah. I don't think. She looked like she was going to speak and then...
3: I just thought
0: it was silly that... She was calling him. I guess she was trying to mend the relationship. Mm-hmm. But
2: she's obviously confused. Yeah, so she's yeah. like she's like
1: laying in bed in her wife shorts and her tank top, <laughs> and she's <laughs> crying. And she's like, uh, I
2: just uh. yeah. You miss Johnny Depp. Like you,
1: know? you, you two bit. Excuse,
2: excuse you cheated me. on him. Yeah, you two bit. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is a two bit. <laughs> it could be anything after that. I'm just looking Force. for
0: a, a good woman's role in a
2: movie. I mean, Atomic Blonde. I've looked no further. Okay, but there we're, you go. we're still
0: in 2004, correct? Oh yeah. So that ha- is I'm not sure right. there were
2: plenty in 2004. What <laughs> <laughs> came out in 2004? Uh, a
1: miracle, Patricia <laughs> Clarkson.
2: <laughs> so far,
0: we're, we're struggling to find yeah. one.
2: Yeah. No, there's tons of dimension. You just have to look really hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> so Mort goes out in the woods. He sees Shooter out there while he's hiking. Um, so Shooter is from Mississippi that's important because he has that, that Mississippi accent that southern drawl that southern drawl that Georgia Mississippi line are they in the line no Alabama's in between them the
1: Florida Georgia line yeah, yeah that's I, right I mean. that band
2: but he says that he wrote the story in 1997 Mort says that he wrote his in 94 and it was published in 95 mm-hmm. um, and, and then uh, Shooter says it's not going to end until one of us is dead
3: mm-hmm
1: that Escalated quickly, right?
2: Yeah,
3: and that's when I knew
2: it's pretty fast. That's when you knew that's when what you knew what that
1: you were destined for
2: greatness, or? <laughs>
3: <laughs> where this film was going.
2: Oh, like where did you think it was going before this? I didn't know. Oh, we so were now still you know, really
3: odd in the story. Now yes. you know,
2: now you know. Okay, yeah, that scene
1: was odd, right? It's the same scene where they're standing by the car, I, th- mm. I think.
2: Yeah, there's a car there. And he
1: makes a move towards the glove box, and Johnny Depp thinks he's getting a gun. He's like, "Relax, I'm just getting my smokes." (laughs) And so he, he could have, yeah, his palm holes. He could have heard him. And so you think he's just messing with him, and then he's like, "This doesn't end until one of us is dead." Yeah, and he gives him him three days. Yeah, three days to get a copy of the magazine that that the story was originally published in, Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine, which is a real magazine, by the way. Oh, you can subscribe to it actually through. Amazon Prime. Did oh. you know they have magazine subscriptions?
2: <laughs> no, but I'll pass. <laughs> this episode this so has been sponsored by, by Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Not what? really. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were brought by Amazon Prime. That'd be pretty sweet. Anyway, three days to
1: produce the magazine or something bad's going to happen.
2: Some, something bad. Something bad is going to happen. So Mort has another vivid dream and wakes up to find a door slightly open and a note outside that says three days, no police. But that's not all he finds. Mm. Okay, what else does he find outside?
1: He's walking around he, he he turns around he's looking for his his pup he let chico. his he, he let chico out earlier in the day, and Chico hasn't come back and he sees a a bag on a sheet yeah like on a on a box a or box. Something. A trash
2: bin something or like I don't yeah, know. yeah, he, like a, keeps his sh- swimming equipment keeps uh, those
1: raccoons out of your trash, i don't know <laughs> and uh he he rips the sheet off, and Chico is pinned to the box with a screwdriver mm mm-hmm. And he's dead.
2: Yeah. And Sophie has some choice where it's about the dog. Sophie? Do I? Yeah, you complain that it looked bad.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, not, not that I've ever... I don't think I've seen a dead dog. I hope I haven't <laughs> seen a dead dog. But it just looked... It didn't look right. And so I thought this movie so far had looked... Had a clear normalcy to it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this dog looked like a weird puppet. Mm. I know mm. you can't kill a dog.
1: I was gonna say, Sophie, they, they couldn't kill a real <laughs> I <know> dog.
0: <laughs> I know that. I just I just thought it looked really strange. Yeah, I agree.
3: It was puppetish.
2: Yeah. Do you think they should have used a real dog though? No. Just picked up a stray off the street. I mean, I just why think they not? Could have done yeah.
0: better work, or or we could have got we had the idea. Yeah. We knew what was happening, so I don't know why they
2: yeah. had to show it.
1: Moment of silence for Chico
2: the puppet. But it's a forty million dollar movie. That so... wasn't nearly long enough. <laughs> Chico the puppet. It yeah, was a really true. cute dog. It he was, was. A cute. He was, dog. Blind. He was cute. He oh. was even cute with the screwdriver in his neck. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> so Mort goes to talk to the cops, but they don't really care. We talked about this earlier. This kind of knitting and not that... weird scene. Yeah, like they don't say it. They're just like, oh, it'll, it'll resolve itself. It'll be fine. What, what did you, What did you think of that scene?
3: Well.
1: <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs> A demon has possessed (laughs) my wife. Oh
3: my goodness. My laugh is going to take up like 30 seconds of this podcast. Okay, what I thought about that scene is I thought that it did a good job of making us on the side of Johnny Depp's character because it made me think maybe there's something that was going on between Shooter and the police because the police seemed so nonchalant about it. I thought it was a good way for the audience to be off the trail of something awry with Johnny Depp himself.
2: Mm Do you think Shooter's a mole? In the police department.
3: Who knows? Or the police <laughs> department was in on something. I, yeah. d- I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I just don't like it when mov- bad movies will do things to flesh out a character. And so he gets to the, the sheriff's department. And Len Carew, who is the sheriff, is not listening to him at all. He sits down. He starts doing needlepoint. He's like, it's for my arthritis. It helped. He, just, he doesn't care. Yeah. In a Coen Brothers film that scene would have a purpose and a point, and you would know, like, it would just be funny. Yeah. But in other movies, when they try to do stuff like that, it just doesn't work.
2: I guess the only purpose of this scene is to show that there is no help. So it's raising the stakes ever so slightly. It's like, no, the cops aren't going to help him, so he's going to have to figure this out on his own.
1: Yeah, but it frustrates me because, it, and I agree with you, but at the end of the movie, all of a sudden, the sheriff is hyper-interested, and he's, yeah. and he's investigating, and you're, and you're like, Why? I don't...
2: Because now people are dead. People are missing. I get it. I
1: get it. But it's just, I, I don't know. I think they could have done without that.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I thought it was just a flat scene. It happens a lot. Like you said, the Coen brothers or somebody with you know more talent would have been able to like make these, at least make this a compelling character that was talking to them. But he was just like flat and uninteresting. Uh, so Mort then talks to his lawyer, who is an ex-cop. Mort wants to pick up the magazine from Amy's house, um, and then, but I think he has like some sort of maybe restraining order or something. Or why can't he go there? Or he doesn't want he to doesn't go there. He doesn't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to deal with it. It's too painful. It's too painful for him. Uh, but basically, the gist of this scene is that his lawyer is going to trail him back to the cabin that night and be on the lookout for shooter. Basically,
1: yeah, he's kind of like an imposing security guardish figure, mm-hmm. and as well as a lawyer. Yeah. And I liked how they communicated with the uh, chess clock. That was cool. Yeah, like when yeah. he's on the clock and when he's not on the clock.
2: Yeah, because he, he likes that. He makes like an offhand comment about his wife or something or yeah. something personal. So Johnny Depp hits the clock
1: to like stop the billing. Yeah, I, just, I thought that was cool.
2: Yeah, because lawyers are expensive, man. Yeah, I should know. But, Especially ones with <laughs> devilish bodyguards. True, yeah. true. <laughs> not a great bodyguard though. Um, but th- I wrote a side note that. Mort references Tom Greenleaf from earlier, and they show this clip, and it's like a two-second clip of him walking, like driving by and saying "hi," and then it's over. It's like there's so many of those little flashbacks that are just like they're just so poorly done. And I hate flashbacks in movies anyway; they're just like a terrible crutch.
1: Again, I agree. Yes, I agree with you. They were not done well. It was just like a literally a flash, and then, but it was always a did it several times with the adultery scene in the hotel like Mm -hmm. we talked about and it's just not you know right sorry i have nothing to say but (laughs) you're i'm agreeing with you parroting me i'm gonna back away now from the mic here we go
2: so there's a long scene of mort in his cabin like trying to find Shooter. so he thinks he's just like hiding out in his apartment or he's around somewhere um and i thought this was like such a lame attempt to be suspenseful. I, did, I didn't. I felt no danger in the scene because he just like he was like opening windows and like he thought he heard something upstairs and like goes up to look and.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, I thought I wrote. I thought it was a little bit scary. The movie does not have a lot of scary moments at all, but mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of scary. He says goodnight to his security guard. Forgot his name. He drives yeah, he, remember. <laughs> he's like, I already checked the house. It's fine. You're good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my hotel. He says goodbye. And then he's looking out the window, watching him drive away. And in the window, you see something run across the balcony Mm. on the like behind Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah. It's a spooky, fast ghost. Yeah. I
1: thought it was I thought it was creepy. And then it turns out to be nothing. But it was good. It was creepy. But
3: that whole section of him thinking somebody's in the bathroom. That setup always gets me. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Well, because they make the figure in the mirror move. Yeah. Yeah. He looks in his bathroom from far away. There's somebody in a mirror like a bot. It looks like a body and it kind of moves. And so I was like, oh, crap.
2: Mm-hmm. You and thought about, Shooter was, like, taking a leak or something? Yeah, like, yeah.
3: <laughs> and bathrooms are so small, like, once you enter, if there's a bad guy in there, what else are you going to do but confront the bad guy? you got to come in swinging.
2: you got to come in swinging or die.
1: I thought it was a little bit funny, though. The movie, what I appreciated about Depp's performance is that I feel like it's just it was just kind of him. I, It wasn't great. I know the movie's not good. I get yeah. it. <laughs> but... He's not Jack Sparrow. He's not playing some Edward Scissorhands like character. Uh-huh. It was just kind of him. Yeah. So I thought it was like a little bit funny when he's like, I took out my mirror, and then he like turns and hits the shower. He's like, and my shower. And yeah. He just kind of his self commentary was. It was like enough to be like, oh, it's lighthearted. It's kind of cool.
2: Did you feel like he was too much Jack Sparrow in this movie though?
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh no. See, I didn't. I didn't think he was oh, at all. I
2: did.
0: He just had some strange little quirk
1: yeah,
2: like moments, mannerisms.
1: he had some weird I actually,
0: stuff I actually liked yeah. I didn't think it was too Jack Sparrow but
1: when he like I
2: came in he was like shaking his hands and his hair was all crazy yeah, and, yeah. To-
1: and towards the end of the movie he got that weird like mouth quirk thing yes. where he was like yeah. going crazy did you see that no What's oh. was his mouth quirk he would, he would like I'm doing it you can't see it <laughs> you can't uh, hear he would like stretch his mouth out and like pop like he's trying to pop his ears
2: almost uh, like he's like Going crazy. That's how he's trying to I deal guess. With it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay.
0: Trying to relieve the pressure in his brain.
2: Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. We've all got pressure in our brains. hmm But he goes outside to smoke, and Shooter finds him. He threatens to kill Amy, who is Mort's ex-wife, if uh, Mort doesn't write Shooter's ending into the book. So the thing that's different about their two books, they have a slightly different ending. In Shooter's book, uh, he enjoys some corn, and kills somebody and, you know, he like buries them is what the ending of his book. I don't even know if they addressed what the ending of Mort's book was. I don't think they did. So Shooter basically says like, put my ending in the book because it's a better ending and you stole my story. So we he keeps saying. You stole my story. So yeah, someone burned down Amy's house. They have to go through some insurance stuff. The divorce isn't finalized. This subplot is boring. Um, Amy's new guy is from Shooters Bay Tennessee so that's what we find out so she's been dating this new guy uh, who's been staying with her in the house and so the cops are asking like, do you have any enemies or anything like that Mort says yes I do they're trying to like split their home in half basically and like give property to people and uh, Mort's like not happy about all this but basically Amy's new guy is from Shooters Bay so Mort is like oh well maybe he has something to do with it
1: I mean okay, so yeah, you're right. I agree with you. He go the whole house burns down. They have to go to the lawyers. The only thing redeeming about it is the funny like jabs that Johnny Depp has towards Timothy Hutton the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um but then yeah, he sees him and he comes up to get Mort to sign the divorce papers or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's what they were always trying to do, trying to get him to sign the divorce yeah, papers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it was alright. I just feel like it, it, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. I feel like the movie could have existed without a lot of that.
2: Mm hmm. Oh.
3: But then the movie would have been like an hour long.
1: Yeah, and the ending wouldn't make sense. So you do need the wife and maybe
2: the lover. But yeah. You need that's,
3: them. That's the intent. That's you, the ending.
2: Yeah. You need them, but I feel like it could have been done in a more compelling way. I don't know. There's just something like flat about all the yeah. interactions in this movie, which I think makes it not great. Right.
3: The scene that really got me was when they're sitting in there with the lawyers and they are going over dividing the property. And the new guy feels like he has the right to look over the shoulder and have input on that. Mm-hmm. That really bothered me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's not like legally allowed to see it, but they normally let it slip through the cracks. But because Mort is upset, they're like, you can't legally look at these things. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah and it struck a chord with both of us because this is our third marriage. We've both been married twice <laughs> before this. so
2: Right. To each other. You've been divorced yeah, to each and Married. No, yeah. we've gone through this. Yeah, yeah. three times, three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll stick eventually, guys. I have faith. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Thank you. We're working on it.
2: Yeah. No problem at all. Mort's lawyer says that Tom Greenleaf denied seeing Mort at all and someone basically intimidated him. So Tom Greenleaf is a guy who just drove by one day and saw quote unquote Shooter and Mort together. But now we learn that he didn't actually see Shooter at all. It was just Mort. Pretty scary stuff. They think that maybe... Is it? It's pretty spooky, <laughs> man. I don't know. They, they think that maybe Amy's new guy hired Shooter. Or that's what Mort thinks at least is that mm-hmm. like he could be linked to this somehow and he knows Shooter. Uh so he's messing with him by saying he's from Shooter's Bay, Tennessee. So they're going to see Greenleaf the next day to confirm the story. And that's Mort and his lawyer. Uh the guy we mentioned earlier, who's kind of the double security, you know, guy for Mort. Mort wakes up late and finds Shooter's hat on his doorstep and his car door open with the keys inside. So he went to sleep and woke up the next day and he's late for his meeting with his lawyer. Um, so Mort runs into Amy's new guy who asks him about the divorce papers again as he's going to meet Tom Greenleaf. And just like another weird small scene where the guy's like, sign these papers and he says no and he moves out of the way and he punches a window. and
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he hurts his hand and that's about it.
2: Yeah, that's about it. Shooter calls Mort and tells him to meet him at the same spot from earlier. Um so shooter and like shooter calls Mort this time, right? Yes. And they're going to meet like when he was hiking and they saw each other. That's when Tom Greenleaf saw him, right?
1: Yeah. And by by the way, um every time Mort aka Johnny Depp plugs his phone in, it rings just right automatically.
2: Yeah. That's that's because uh we'll get into it later. That's cuz He's controlling everything, right? Oh, oh, man. Maybe.
1: I don't know, dude. Yeah. No, anyway, the... he he's a writer. He always unplugs his phone. And I'm like, every time you plug that in, someone's calling you, man. Yeah. Convenient.
2: <laughs> he's a busy guy. it's a lot of people. Whatever.
0: Dead air. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> Will you insert a cricket sound effect there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut for 43. <laughs> okay. Shooter says that he set Mort up for the murders, so he sees them in the. He sees like his lawyer and Tom Greenleaf dead in a car, basically where Shooter and Mort were supposed to meet. Um, and then Shooter says, "I set you up for these, so you can't escape me." Uh, Shooter tells Mort to get the magazine or face the consequences again. And Mort disposes the bodies by like driving the car into the ravine. That's yeah. nearby, but mm-hmm. like he gets caught in it and almost goes into the ravine, but gets out just in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like random tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I why did he want to dispose of the bodies? Because he didn't want to be traced back to him or. Right. Because Shooter yeah.
0: put his, it was his screwdriver. Yeah. In the head. hmm So his fingerprints were potentially on the screwdriver, linking mm. him to killing the two.
1: Yeah. And then Shooter said, you have two hours to get this magazine to me and you have some cleanup to do, so you better get going. So he just left. I left this Bronco with two dead dudes in it, and <laughs> yeah, he drove it off of the Stranger Things cliff.
2: Yes. Yeah, it uh, looks basically. very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's the same spot because it's no, very I, similar. Uh,
1: maybe, but I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of like, what is that like a rock a quarry? A quarry? Yeah, I uh, think that's the
2: right word for what's quarry, it? it. It's a quarry. Anyway, it's like a man-made like, pit that because they dig rocks out of it. Yeah, I think so. All right.
3: But do quarries have water in them?
2: If it rains. Yeah,
1: I think it's like a. It turns into like a lake. Yeah, I don't know, man.
3: That's a lot of rain.
2: Hey, it used to rain back in the day. It doesn't <laughs> rain anymore. right? Yeah,
1: yeah. This is before the world started in Bubble warming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Amy calls Mort to talk about their relationship and to ask Mort to sign the papers again. So this is a constant theme. He's not signing the papers. Amy's gonna go to the cabin to get Mort to sign the papers, and uh, her guy like sees him or sees her leaving and thinks about going after her. So she doesn't get in trouble with Mort. So Mort mishears this girl at the USPS store. He goes to pick up the magazine that he had sent to himself. And what does she say? She says like...
1: I know I, what you did or something.
2: I know what you did, yeah. But then he like turns around and says, what? And she says, oh, I, I have a great day or something.
1: I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
2: he's, he's going crazy. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was a pretty cool thing to do, even though they only do it once. So it's not like a device they use frequently. It's just like the one time you like mishear somebody um so ted uh decided to follow amy who is amy's new boyfriend so now everyone is basically like converging on this uh cabin yeah and so everyone's going to meet up so mort gets the magazine but he sees that secret window is cut out of it but there's a really small thing in there that's interesting is because when he picks up the usps package it hasn't been ripped into but when he drives up in his car, it has been ripped has up. Been and he's opened. like, why, why was this ripped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah.
3: yeah. And that's when um, the inner monologue starts back up again. That yeah. was present at the top of the film, but hadn't really been around until that scene again mm-hmm. of him talking to himself about how that's even possible.
1: Yeah. But if we're on it, oh, okay, whatever. Okay, we keep <laughs> going. What? No, just I just, I'm just saying, if we're honest, it's like, do they really think that we don't know it's Johnny Depp?
2: Maybe if you had never seen it.
1: Like, we, I knew that from like way before this point in the movie. Mm-hmm. You have to. It, 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 that's why the movie isn't scary. Yeah. I hate to like crush the ending here, but I'm just like, it's him the whole time. It's so obvious. Yeah.
2: But it's not like a sixth sense crazy ending. This is like, this is in a way like, it, yeah, it doesn't have a, a punch to it. No. Cause I already, I already knew what happened, but I think even if I didn't and I'd seen it for the first time, cause I think I saw this a long time ago, but I can't remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there's no there's no punch. It's just like yeah, okay. We probably know that it's him at this point, point. and yeah. there's still like ten minutes left of this movie.
1: I, I wish they had sort of even revealed it sooner because the movie got way better once he just became shooter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good, but I'm just saying it was like way it was more, more suspenseful. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just I felt played. I was like, do you, are you, do you think I'm stupid? I don't understand. How do you think I don't yes. know this?
2: <laughs> David Kep thinks you're stupid. He does.
1: We should put that on a T-shirt.
2: <laughs> everyone would, nobody would get. Nobody I know, but I would get it. Yeah. So make it for yourself, and you can wear it. We'll sell them okay. for twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe like five. Well, maybe all we get for that okay, one. Okay, five. Uh, so, but we see that secret window is cut out of the magazine. So, uh, basically, like at this point, Mort has no ground to address shooter. So everything that he's tried has failed. And then yeah I wrote down that Mort has been talking to himself in the entire film but now he's actually like talking to himself like he talks back to the voice which is so weird It's like why does he decide now to start talking back to himself
1: because they're revealing to us that it's him oh my gosh uh.
2: <laughs> that he's super crazy so Shooter confronts Mort in the cabin uh Mort made Shooter up, and Shooter tells him about all the crimes he committed. This is all Mort doing all of this.
1: He did it so Mort wouldn't have to do it. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have to deal with it. He's like, you made me up so you wouldn't have blood on your hands. I don't know, (laughs) some stupid.
2: He made him up way back in the day, like when he was still married to Amy. Yeah. He was, like, trying on a hat at some sort of, like, craft. Flea market. Flea market, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he made up Shooter in that moment. Uh, shooter tells Mort to kill Amy, who just drove up outside. So she was like, "You should probably go kill that broad over <laughs> yeah. there." Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing more Bill Clinton than shooter for some reason. <laughs> hi, hi, guys. <laughs> uh, we also noticed this when we were watching it. Shooter has been like written around the cabin, but it's mm. shoot her, shoot instead.
1: her. That was the that was the one. Okay, maybe maybe you guys hated it. I liked that part.
0: That's when I started getting livid at this movie. <laughs> he does. We haven't gotten there yet, so I will reveal this in a moment.
1: Yeah. That to me that's like super Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh but I'm sure the story, the short story, the real short story is probably very good, but at the very end it's like shooter cuz cuz I forgot that about this movie. Shooter, shooter, shooter. Shoot her. Yeah. Which, and it could be perceived as super cheesy, <laughs> And I was like that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get there in just okay, a second. Okay.
1: biting her tongue. So,
2: um Amy's in there and I just wanted to address one thing. She's like looking around, everything's torn up. And she's looking around, she sees Shooter, and the door slides open, and Yes, it's just, <laughs> it's just Mort standing behind an open door with his cap heck? down. Again,
1: not scary.
2: <laughs> no. uh, I laughed when I saw yeah, that, man. He's, I thought that was pretty uh,
1: funny. Like, a, I don't know, like a old Western. He's like standing there, and is, he looks up at her, and he's he is Shooter now.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is Shooter, man. He's been Shooter all along. Shoot her. So Mort has assumed the identity of Shooter at this point and is going to kill Amy, Uh. Mort kills Ted as he shows up to kill Amy. Mm -hmm. So, and then Mort basically just like lops her head off with a shovel.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, this is what I hate about shoot her. He does everything but But shoot shoot her. her. (laughs) I have written down he has scissors and a rock and a screwdriver (laughs) and a shovel, but no gun to shoot her.
2: (laughs) That's really funny. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think
0: about that either. That's funny. I I was angry.
2: I wonder if it was written that way in the novel. And they cut it out because it's probably not as suspenseful if he just like the door opens and he just shoots Amy in the chest. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And then he shoots Ted or whatever his name is. I'm not
0: saying there doesn't have to be a struggle because he didn't have the gun in his hand. Sure. but why why shoot her? Yeah. if I, there's no gun and no, it would have it, it would have been way.
3: Shoveler is a
0: weird last name.
1: <laughs> shovel her. Hey, my shovel name's shovel Shoveler.
2: Shoveler. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my shovel.
1: <laughs> it would have been cool. I mean, it would have been dark and painful if. The door had opened. He's sitting there looking down. The words "shoot her" are next to him, and he just like popped a cap in her ass right there. <laughs> didn't kill, but didn't kill her though. Yeah. Maybe maybe he shoots her in the thigh, and she's wounded, and then he, and she can't get away, and then he kills her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then he kills her. And that would have been like dark and gritty, but it was just he didn't shoot her. You're right.
2: He should have just buried her alive. Yeah. yeah? He should.
1: He should have just planted her in, in the garden and then eaten the corn that her body grew.
2: Yeah, which is what he does. Oh, Wait, yeah. <laughs> that's
3: fertilize <what>. her.
2: Fer- <laughs> uh, fertilize her. <laughs> that means something else entirely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but there's one last scene. Mort walks into town and he sees like everyone's looking at him because. They're scared of him. He's right? He's the town creeper now. I
3: would have been scared of him if he looked like that. Where he
2: has like the comb over on both sides, the part down the middle, and he has braces. 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 Why braces. Does have- wrote- Why does he have braces? <gasps> he he says he says specifically he says um I'm straightening up a bunch no, of things no. in my life or what? Is I your- had
0: to get a few things straightened, straightened out. Straightened <laughs> out. I wrote it down because I was so mad about it.
2: So he literally has braces just for that one line. That yeah. is
1: absolutely there is no point. Other than that.
2: <laughs> hey, man, great writing takes many forms. You just got to respect it. You da- know? David
1: Kep did write this screenplay also. It's one of his lesser works, I, I <laughs> guess, now.
3: Well, I feel like it's on par with the other jokes he's made in the film. It's yeah. the same But how many style. jokes has
1: he made? A handful. <laughs> but what's the point? As a writer, why would you do that? Why I don't? Why did he have braces?
2: For a little bit of humor, at and the we all end, know man.
1: adults look like idiots with braces, so it just made it even more corny. It was like, why are you wearing braces? You look like a fool. Did
3: they have Invisalign in two thousand
2: four? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. I think we had just gotten past wooden braces at two thousand four, so <laughs> I just mean, getting that's the what finals. I had. Yeah. <laughs> but in the last scene, he's just eating so much corn. With I want braces with braces. He's eating corn. <laughs> Which is the worst thing you could possibly eat with braces. There's just
0: corn everywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: All caps, he has braces and eating corn? Question mark, really? Come on, why?
2: Corn. The <laughs> mine says? But, like, also, how fast did that corn grow? How soon is this yeah, after the murders? That was a little ridiculous. I think it was like a week after the murders, maybe. I
0: got a feeling it was longer.
2: Was it really? Okay. Well,
0: okay, because the sheriff's about to show up Yeah. and confront Mort and be like, I know it was you. We're going to catch you. Yeah. Like they had been investigating and trying to get him for it and haven't been able to yet, mm-hmm. which also doesn't make any sense. But I, I had the feeling that it had been a long time.
2: Well, we needed like a six months later sign. Yeah. Right, yeah. Spongebob. Like a SpongeBob, you know, screen. Six in
1: months later. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. And uh, so the sheriff shows up at his house. He walks in. There's corn all over the kitchen. It's the first time we've seen corn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand the... There's
1: no connection to corn.
0: Other than Shooter's story, his ending. That's where the... Yeah, that's yes.
2: the corn, isn't his ending. But did, we, did they tell us that? Yes. Yeah, they
0: repeat it. It's like, he sat there eating another...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's steaming, steaming bowl of corn. <laughs> bowl. Yeah, from a steaming, steaming bowl. Steaming is very important.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the sheriff walks around the house. There's a pot of water on the on the stove where he bo- he's been boiling corn all day. He's looking for Mort. Mort's upstairs, and he stands up, and he's like, oh, hey, sheriff, come on up. Sheriff goes up there. He's sitting there writing at his desk with a plate of corn (laughs) on the cob, (laughs) and the sheriff threatens him: "We'll find you. We'll figure this out." And he looks at him and he says something like, "I don't know." He's all goofy at this point too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like all happy about himself. He's like a
2: happy guy. Yeah.
1: And then the last shot of the movie is a
2: reverse of the first shot,
1: taking a bite of corn with his braces.
2: That's not the last no. shot. It's and not? then it goes out no. the window. Oh, it goes, goes out, out the window. to the garden to, to show where you there. the corn. And is goes right. into the ground a little bit, just so you know. Oh. Just yeah. so he you know.
1: And he right.
0: are buried underneath.
1: And, and what we didn't mention earlier is that outside of this window, there is a garden the whole movie that mm-hmm. his wife planted. Yeah. And so kills her. Oh, the irony. Berries her in the garden. Some corn grows and he noshes on some corn <laughs> and that's the movie.
2: I thought the
3: very final thing that we see is him take a bite of corn. It
2: yeah. could be. They could just slip it in there for a second.
1: It is. Yeah. It shows it shows the garden and then it cuts back to him and it's like... With yes, <laughs> <that's laughs> brace his braces
2: mouth. Right. And then yeah. you're like, that's so stupid. So did you guys wait through the credits? Oh, my favorite
1: no. part
0: of the entire movie. Oh, no.
2: No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, how did you
1: know to wait through the credits?
0: Matt looked it up on...
1: Oh come on! I didn't know Do what a what happened. Mama's little
0: baby loves shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby loves
1: shortening
2: bread. It's just him singing. What was what the song? Like, what's it called? Shortening bread. Sh- shortening, shortening bread. But he sounds like he's like, I don't know. It sounds like he's on the toilet or something. It sounds
3: <laughs> opening up a very tight jar.
2: Yeah, but also good, what, yeah. What, what?
1: What's the point? Is that? I haven't read the story. Maybe that's in the Stephen King story, but what's the point of that
3: song? I don't know. Well, Well, just when he waited in line at the store, he was getting butter and salt, and maybe those are also needed for shortening, in Mm. addition to corn.
2: I don't know. Yeah. There was, like, something vague about the salt and the butter, I can't remember, that somebody pointed out in the IMDb trivia. I mean, it's
1: for his (laughs) corn. I don't know what else it would be for.
2: Yeah, but there was, like, a deeper meaning to it (laughs) that somebody
1: (laughs) found out. Maybe he salted her dead body to make it decompose. No.
2: Like a snail? Preserve it, it, it. not decompose it. Oh. Like the Egyptians did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Secret Window. So we're going to get into our final thoughts now. Maybe Gabe and I will go first. And if you guys have anything to add to it, we'll let you do that. Gabe, do you want to go first? Let me know what you thought.
1: Sure. This uh, this movie is not great. I will say it does have some atmosphere. It has some good qualities to it. The opening shot is really ni- really nice. It's a long, long shot through a window. It's really pretty. The lake is good. The fog, whatever. Uh, But I think it's sad that this movie was penned and directed by such a good writer. Johnny Depp was good for the most part. It's nice to see him, like I said earlier, be normal. He's pretty quirky at times, but overall I think he's just being himself. Um, A decent tone. The movie's not really scary. No. Which is why I think it fails. Like, it needs to be scary. Mm -hmm. It's marketed as a scary movie, Secret Window, and it's just not. It was more cheesy than anything else. It was just silly. It felt a little bit slow and comedic at times. Um... I didn't have any sound issues with this one. I didn't mm-hmm. have to turn it up and down like we usually complain about, so that was good. Uh, and I, overall, I'm just mad. Like, I thought it was cheap that they think we don't realize it's him. That was just bad. Yeah. Bad writing. So I would say, don't watch it. It's it's not
2: great. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the main problem is that it's, like, it's hokey. It feels It feels hollow. It feels weird most of the time. Like, the reason why people do things is just to like set up a joke or just to set up something they think is exciting or scary but everything just like doesn't pan out like i don't know there's like that like i mentioned earlier like the cabin scene where um, johnny depp is like looking around and he sees the reflection in a window in the bathroom and it's like i don't know i didn't think that was nerve-wracking at all like coming from seeing something like annabelle creation a week ago that's like terrifying all the way through i don't know it's just like it, it's missing It's missing the horror element that I think wanted to be in this because Stephen King novels are pretty much always in the realm of horror. If you think of something like it, which I think is going to be terrifying, Mm. this is just, I don't know, it, it feels flat. And yeah, there's some like pacing issues. It gets really, it feels long in the middle. Like the beginning is interesting, kind of, when we're learning who he is and like why he's in the cabin. And Johnny Depp is like pretty compelling in this part for the most part. But at the end, it's also very good when everything kind of like gets kicked up a notch and then there's the really weird, funny ending to it that's just like, why did you make this such a weird guy? Why couldn't he be like just normal? Just let him be normal. Why does he have to have braces? Why does he have to make that stupid straightening up joke? Why does he have to do any of that? I don't know. I just think this is one of the worst... Maybe not the worst Stephen King adaptation because there have been a lot of bad ones.
1: <laughs> Definitely not the worst, but, but it's not it's, great.
2: It's middle of the road, probably. I think for Stephen King adaptations, um, so I would recommend probably not not watching it unless you like Stephen King and just want to like work through his anthology of work of adaptations. Go for it. Yeah, ladies.
0: This movie just made me very angry. I got progressively more upset at that I was watching it as <laughs> it happened. Um, Before we before it is revealed to us that he is Shooter himself, I just didn't understand why Shooter would have why what the stakes were for Shooter, why he would kill a dog for the story, because it doesn't explain anything about his life or his backstory, because obviously he ends up being Johnny ends up being Shooter himself. But because we wait so long to quote unquote find that out. I just didn't understand what the stakes were at all. And people just kept dying. Fires were happening. But there was no seeming reason
3: for them. Yeah. Just, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: um, I feel like in general, I like most things. And I watched, I watched this, and the most annoying thing about it to me is that In films like this where there is a big reveal, I typically see it coming from a mile away normally. So in a film like this, which I agree, that wasn't done very well. Um, I saw it very early on, which took the fun out of it Mm -hmm. for me. I agree that there was a lull in the middle. I really enjoyed the beginning part. Um, I didn't have a problem with the subplot that was happening between he and his ex because I think that that did help raise the stakes for the ending to make that really um, come home there. Um, but once he had that flip where he was like, oh, everything's great now, it was sort of like this heightened, unrealistic, I have braces, everything's hunky-dory now, I'm insane, which I totally, I, I bought because I was going, okay, he's, he's just crazy and completely off his rocker now. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say don't watch it, watch it if you want to, but it's not (laughs) going to, um you know, change your life in any drastic way or make you think any differently. Mm-hmm. I would say watch a a
0: good version of Jekyll and Hyde because that's what this movie could have been. Mm. If we had seen him evolving into a psychotic break, yeah. it would have been much more enjoyable. So watch Jekyll and Hyde instead.
2: Watch Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. instead. One of the many versions that exist. Yes. All right. Well, that was Secret Window. Now, our last stop before we end here is our world famous game show, the Metascore game. Our wives are going to be assets in this one. They're going to help us out a little bit. But if this is the first time you're hearing this um, game show, basically the way we play it is we pick three meta scores for movies. We typically have some sort of theme. And then we change one of the scores by at least ten points. So ten points less or more. We tell each other the scores and then we try to determine which one is the fake one. That's pretty much it. Pretty yeah. Simple game.
1: And I think I was listening back. This time, from now on, when we guess, if I said, okay, Shawshank Redemption, that's the one I think is wrong. I think I think we need to say higher or lower. Like, I think I think it's lower than you said, or I think it's higher than you said. Okay. It won't have any effect on us getting it right or, or the score, like our score. I just think that way we can let people know what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I'm going to have Allison deliver the clues to you this time. Okay. Just for fun. All right. So, Allie, don't read that number. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing the same thing you're doing. (laughs) Well, yeah, so don't read that number. Just read these numbers here. Uh Uh-huh. The title and the number. Okay. And the theme. And um, we're going to deliver our clue first, and Matt is going to have to guess. So.
3: How many of these do I read at a time? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Read the name and number, the name and number, the name and number. Okay. All right? Okay. So let me get out the patented uh, Rewind Cinema timer. Uh, I have one. Matt has it. I have it. And whenever you're ready, Matt, we're going to deliver. Go for it.
3: Theme. Stephen King. Carrie. 85. Dream catcher, 35. Green Mile. 49.
2: Okay, so Sophie, mm-hmm. have you seen any of these movies?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was Green Mile?
2: Uh, yeah, Green Mile. Ma- uh, Dreamcatcher. Yep.
0: Carrie. Dream
2: okay. <laughs> so, so Dreamcatcher sucks. Great. It's regarded as probably like the worst like Stephen King adaptation.
3: Dreamcatcher, 35.
2: So that's fine. So Green Mile is widely regarded as a as pretty a good movie.
3: movie. I've heard that.
2: And then Carrie at 80, is it it's 85?
0: Cult. Yes. It's a cult movie.
2: Yeah. That's might be too high. Too high.
0: But what was Green Mile?
2: 49. 49. That's also
0: kind of low for Green Mile.
2: Yeah. That's tough. Is Carrie a cult movie?
0: I mean, it it was turned into a musical that enough people saw that it was successful. So
2: yeah, I I I think, yes. I think it's, oh man, we only have 10 seconds left. All right. I don't know. I think Dreamcatcher might actually be too high. I think it might be lower than that. I don't know. I don't tough. know metascore so. This is tough. Sorry. Alright, we're at 60 seconds. What do you think? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna say Green Mile is too low.
3: Ding ding ding! Did I get it? it?
2: it right? Oh, oh that's my right. gosh!
3: Green Mile had a score of 61. Oh,
1: nice. Oh, see, I thought I might fake you out because Sophie was like, "Oh, 85 is high, which is yeah. really high." It is really yeah. high. and it's, it's Carrie high. too. It's like
0: I uh, didn't expect that to be as high.
2: Yeah, oh, man, people so. love Carrie. People love critics Carrie. love Carrie. I actually have never seen Carrie. Neither oh, have I. Dude, you gotta see it, man. Has uh, what's her face from yeah, uh, uh yeah, what's her face? I cannot remember her name. What's her <laughs> face? Really great. No. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, Green Mile is 61, and it deserves that score. All right. And it's great. So, Matt. you just I think, got, I think we're at zero now. You got 100 points, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm at zero points. So you're now. at zero, and I'm at negative <laughs> <laughs> 100.
2: All right, let's try to keep it that way. Do you want to read these? Oh, sure. So you're going to read the the theme. You're going to read this score, this score, this score. So don't read the one on the brackets, and read the titles for each of them.
0: Okay. So there's a uh, Johnny Depp theme Yes. to this. Gabe, are you ready? Ready. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? 85. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. 63. A Nightmare on Elm Street. 78.
3: Ooh.
2: Mm.
1: Pretty tough. Pretty tough. I've seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It's a great movie. What's Gilbert Eating Gilbert, Gilbert Grape? Gilbert Grape. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it like that. <laughs> Uh, you said it was eighty something, eighty-five. And then, the first Pirates of the Caribbean was a sixty yes. something, sixty-three. I think that's probably right. I think so too. I I think it's Nightmare on Elm Street, but do you want to confer? Um. <laughs> Huddle up. Is that a word? Confer?
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What was that score? Uh, wait, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah 78
3: Seventy-eight. That's, really that's really high, high. Except I don't... Nightmare on Elm Street is like a classic
1: Yeah but it's not a good movie It's a crappy movie that people think is good Okay <laughs> then, Just then like yes. Friday the 13th Then
3: that's my vote
1: I vote Nightmare on Elm Street
2: I think it's too high or too low Oh sorry I think that's uh, too high Whitehursts, you are incorrect. What was, what was it? It's What's Eating Gilbert Grape. What's Eating Gilbert uh, Grape was actually a 73. That's and, really and what, high, too. What
3: number did you say?
2: 85. Yeah, oh.
1: that's really high, too. I, I, I thought about that.
2: Well, well like, okay. uh looks like, uh, looks like, uh, looks like uh, we're at uh, zero and you're negative 150. 100, negative 150, man. I got Yikes.
1: some catching up to do. You've lost
3: this three times?
1: No. Uh, yes. This, well, yes, we've both lost it. Okay. This is a hard game.
2: This is a so. Hard if
0: you game. get it correct, you get a hundred points. Yeah. But if you get it incorrect, it's only a minus fifty.
2: Yes, because okay, people cool. like offense. It's only a pos
1: positive fifty. Wait, what? What? The negative fifty. If you get it right, it's a hundred. Yes. Yeah. And if you get it Sorry. wrong, it's a negative. Yep. 50. I'm backwards. Thanks
2: for listening to America's favorite game show that <gasps> is about nothing important. <laughs> the, Metascore the Metascore game. The Metascore game. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Gabe, what are we talking about next week? So next week,
1: we're going to hop into this room. We're going to get out our baseball bats, our (laughs) two-by-fours, put on some muscle shirts, and we're talking about the movie Walking Tall. War hero Chris
2: Vaughn has returned home.
1: Ma! Chris is here!
2: Don't you get tired of being all that you could be? No, I'm still all I can be. Yeah, we'll see about that yeah. but the town he thought
1: he knew this ain't exactly, exactly home anymore has lost its innocence welcome to my world it was crystal meth where'd you get the drugs? from the guys at the casino I'm not
3: gonna let this stand I'm the sheriff here I'll tell you what'll stand now
2: one man
1: won't back down guess that changes our relationship a bit huh?
2: whoever did this Left him for dead. The
3: sheriff's up for re-election. Then we could take his job.
2: What's the problem, Sheriff? Get your taillights fixed. What's wrong with my taillights? They're broken. You're gonna get hurt. Stand up. Do it. Sheriff are you all <laughs> fight back.
3: Walked all. The rock. This is my town.
2: Definitely the best performance from Johnny Knoxville.
1: (laughs) Hey, don't knock him. He's
2: actually one of the better parts of the movie. He's also one of the better parts of Jackass. Oh, yeah. He's the best part of Jackass. Everyone loves Johnny Knoxville. Do you guys love Johnny Knoxville?
3: I liked him in this. I didn't like him in Jackass. Oh, you
2: watched this? Yes. Great.
3: I like Knoxville, Tennessee.
2: Hey, Knoxville's cool. What are your hot takes on uh, Walking Tall?
3: I... I liked Walking Tall.
2: I know. <laughs> You're going to judge oh, me so no. hard. Yeah, she actually loved that movie. You
3: like you like to see the good guy win.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's and just, that film he's is just not... maybe too good.
3: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not every film is that, you know? Sometimes no. you just want to see The Rock beat people up.
2: I saw the Emoji movie. I know not every movie is like that. Okay. <laughs> I love the Emoji movie. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Oh, my gosh. You hated that movie. I know. I really did hate it. But that's it for us today. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Rewind Cinema Pod on Twitter and Facebook, Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. As I mentioned before, uh, we're doing the Apple Podcast Review Visa Gift Card Giveaway, and then we're doing the voicemail stuff. So let us know what you thought of Walking Tall. We'll put you on next week's show. Gabe, do you have anything else to say?
1: No, just uh, until next time, I think everyone should probably watch more movies.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, watch more movies.
3: Watch more movies.
0: Mama's little baby loves shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby loves shortening bread.